Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host Glenn Martin and DK in the background running the show. We are here on a Tuesday night, and it is official. The Baltimore Ravens have gotten down to 53 men on the roster. We're here to talk about it. Any, you know, the surprise cuts, the expected cuts, the, the next moves, you know, what, what uh, the Ravens will continue to do to manipulate their roster, additional needs, all that. And it's finally the regular season. Preseason yeah. is over and done with and behind us. And we are excited to talk about regular season football. So we got a ton to talk about tonight. But before we do, I'd be remiss without mentioning our partner, BetUS. The link is in the description. As always, support the show, make some money. Just like Glenn Martin, my good friend, always says, go with what you know. Win some easy money on the Ravens. They get uh, they match you up to 125% or at 125% up to $2,500. So go check it out. But mm-hmm. now that that mouthful is over with, Glenn, how are you doing this evening, my friend? Doing well, doing well. It's, it's interesting how long the Ravens took to ultimately put out their final 53. I think they might have been the last team to announce their final 53. I'm not really sure why that is, if it's some sort of gamesmanship or 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 what. Man, they, they certainly made us wait. It wasn't like 4 o'clock Tuesday, here you guys go. It was uh, maybe 8 o'clock when we'll finally release it. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't understand the strategy behind it, but I'm guessing there had to be a reason, right? I'm sure it wasn't accidental. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. So, um, yeah, whatever the reasoning was, I'll roll with it. I'm good with it. Um, but ultimately, there were some surprises here. DK, do you happen to have a graphic for this that we can throw up? Because I kind of want to talk about some of the, the surprises and then also um, some next moves that the, the Ravens could be making. Um so uh, yeah, I, w- I want to get into this here in a second. All right, DK, let's pop this. Yeah, it's no, up. it's no, uh, it's it's definitely every year the Ravens have to do their manipulation yeah. here. Yep. So yeah, you can. I like how the Ravens tweeted this out. They broke down who was waived and who was a terminated vested veteran, and the difference. I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. Is that those who were waived have to pass through the waiver process, which exposes them to be signed by another team. Now that other team has to sign them to their fifty-three. They mm-hmm. can't take them off waivers and assign them to their practice squad. So uh, if if they are claimed off waivers, they will go to the 53. But yeah. those who are terminated vested veterans do not go through the waiver process and can be re-signed by the team or by another team at any time. So uh, there is certainly an expectation that once some of these guys who made the initial 53 get moved to IR, that some of these vested veterans will be on their way back. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, that's important to keep in mind. Just to to repeat, there's a difference between the wave no recall and the terminated vested veteran in, in the, the waiver process. And just like Glenn said, I'm just repeating it for emphasis because it, it, inevitably we'll get these questions. There will be continued manipulation to the roster using certainly the vested veterans that you see here on the screen. Uh, a few as an example to point out, I think one of the surprise cuts was Kevon Seymour. Yeah, big time. And then, because, you know, we both agreed that he played well in, the, he's already a, a special team stud, known special teamer here. And then he played well yeah, at corner in yeah. the, in the preseason. But the other one, the other one is Brent Urban. I think he's another candidate for uh, re-signing uh, as well. So um, are there any other, other ones on that list? And even Josh Johnson, potentially. Yeah, he'll be the third guy for sure. Um, yeah, because, you know, with, with, uh, 
with Tyler Huntley's status kind of being up in the air with the hamstring. Oh my gosh. Why am I such a noob sometimes? What happened this time? My stupid dude? light died. I don't have it plugged in like a goofball. All right, here we go. All right, it's in. I, you uh, wouldn't think this, this would be our fourth season. Nope. I still can't plug my light in. Uh, anyway, I was just saying that, yeah, Josh Johnson certainly could potentially be our backup for the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I, I, I would imagine if if the backup was needed in the first game, you got to go with Josh Johnson because of the playtime and practice time that Huntley's missed. But ultimately, it looks like when both are healthy, they certainly seem to be leaning towards Tyler Huntley, rightfully slow, the younger guy, and certainly looked better when both were healthy enough to compete head-to-head in that that first preseason game. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but any other – I mean, really, to me, as far as the Wave players, yeah, you know, Kai you got to say Kelly, it, Look, we're, we're going to get into James Prochet. <laughs> I, I saw somebody re-nickname – you know, this, this seems wrong. But somebody re-nicknamed James Clochet because he was this close. Oh, to, poor guy. To make it. But, no, he, he's – yeah, his time, James Prochet's time in Baltimore is over. And to, and to me – you know, there's some saying he could go to the practice squad, I guess, but I don't, I don't even see the need there. Um, but yeah, I just guess, turn the page, right? Like, yeah, maybe it's go a, try a, something a, else out. A good start somewhere else. Yeah, and somewhere in the NFL, or go dominate in the USFL or the XFL or one of the other FLs. There you go. I'm sure he'll have opportunities, but also. Surprise, Caillou Blue Kelly gets waived. Uh, a fifth-round pick this year at a position that's been decimated by injury. And yeah. and they got, they take a guy, you know, graduate of Stanford, and while he had his struggles, he's a rookie. Fifth-round pick, you, you'd think every rookie fifth-round pick would have up and down preseason and training camp. How surprised were you to see his name on this list? Yeah, definitely surprised because, just like you said, I mean, draft picks generally – don't get the boot this early, but it is a newer trend for one Eric DeCosta in comparison to a to uh, Ozzie Newsome, and just another way that they differ. Ultimately, you know, Eric is a student of Ozzie, but they are they are different. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a bit surprised, but he did have his moments in preseason, like you said, where he he struggled pretty hard. So surprised, and you know, if he wasn't a drafted rookie, would he be on this team? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well. Also, if Ozzie Newsom was still at the helm, I- I'm not so sure he'd have been cut. But right. Eric DaCosta has shown these last few years he will cut. Certainly, late. He, I, I, I haven't seen any examples of him catch, cutting a guy in the top end of the draft. But a back end of the guy, a third-day guy, there's a chance you you don't make this team. Hey, quickly, shout to Seth in chat. Um, appreciate you watching all this time. Hope, uh, yeah, hope uh, all, everything works out. It's kind of a... Yeah, Seth. But thank you for Wait, what happened with Seth. Seth. Oh, you can see the top comment there. Love y'all. Don't know how much longer I'll be here. So, um, hope hope that's not Seth. How it sounds. Hang around, dude. Yeah, hope that's not how it sounds, Seth. Appreciate you watching. Thanks for being here tonight. Whatever the circumstances are, Seth. Yeah. It's it's life is good. Be here for as long as you can, my friend. That's right. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not out of your hands. Um, yeah. Can you? Yeah. Can you? Can you? Tell us what you mean if you feel like divulging, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but any uh, for me, I'm going to celebrate some of the some of the the guys that you know, I think were long shots at the start of camp. That I'm happy for the, these guys making it. And I'm going to start. 
You know, our local guy, man, Malik Ham, outside linebacker, makes the final 53. And you talk about, I mean, a Cinderella story there. He goes undrafted. Yep. He's a Baltimore guy, undersized for his position, but just made play after play, played bigger than he was, was really good in the joint practices. Man, I mean, shout out to Malik Ham for making this freaking roster and, and I don't think it would be shocking at all to see him playing some pass rush downs in, a, in meaningful situations. I mean, that, that is incredible that this guy was able to make this roster. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm super, just like you said, shout out to him. We're super proud of him, super excited for him. I mean, I mentioned it to you, but that, 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 uh, one-armed, uh, you know, shrug that he gave to the to the Redskins offensive line where he put him on his backside staring at the ceiling yeah. uh was just absolutely impressive. You know it's it's bad when you don't realize it's happened so fast you don't realize that you're looking at the ce- ceiling or the ceiling. Oh my gosh, the sky. Uh you you didn't even realize you fell down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't well, know when if you're horizontal ever... before you hit the ground, you're fully horizontal. Yeah, like I've been smashed to the point where like I, I'm still running and I'm on the ground. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I felt like that, that O lineman was like. So yeah, I mean, I think that earned him some serious points and I'm excited to see what we can do. Cause Glenn, there are a ton of question marks at that position still. Like yeah. Ajabo did nothing for himself in any preseason game. Not a thing. No, no. Pretty clear starter is Jadeveon Clowney opposite David Ajabo. I mean, yeah. that's that's going to be pretty obvious until Ajabo gets it figured out or or maybe knocks off some of the, the injury that maybe he's hiding. I don't know. Something just seems different. Um, shout out to Cannabis Time. Appreciate the uh, the super chat. Yeah, uh, But also on the defensive side of the ball, we got to t- – I mean, Delshawn Phillips, you called yeah. it, Jimbo. You said yeah. he was taking Christian Welch's job this year. And, I mean, look. Christian Welch, a longtime special teams performer and standout player, but Delshawn Phillips was making plays on defense. He was making a ton of plays, especially in coverage during seven on sevens, where it's really geared towards the offense and and kind of hamstrings the defense. This guy's doing making pick sixes. Yeah, you got to give the guy credit, but uh, yeah, you certainly called that one, Jimbo. Yeah, and I'm I'm uh, happy for him because he was nothing. He was Johnny Hustle out there, man. He was in mm-hmm. every single play, always in the mix around the football, did the things that he's supposed to do his position. And that is, you know, welcome the physicality, tackle well, play solid football, don't arm tackle. Like he did, he checked off all the things on the box that you would think a professional inside linebacker would do, but we'd also be, you know, you'd also be surprised, right? Like there are guys that, um, that simply won't do that. So, and then to go above and beyond that, to play with hustle and, and speed, uh, and, and he, you know, he, he seemed to be around the football, not just as a tackler, but also when the ball was in the air, he's, he's an athletic football player. So yeah, man, he mm-hmm. totally worked himself into this spot and, uh, we're, we're definitely excited and, and happy for him. That is uh, for sure. Yeah. Is that two undrafted guys made the team this year? Is that two or yeah. three or is it three? Cause of, uh, we're going to talk about on offense, Keaton Mitchell. Oh, right. So Keaton ham and, uh, is Del Sean also an undrafted guy, or is he like a was vet? Was he around last year? Around? He might, he might be a vet. I um, think he was around last year. But even still, that's two undrafted free agents making this roster, and this isn't like a rebuilding team that you know has a bunch of holes. And you expect this is a team ready to compete, and yet two undrafted guys make the fifty-three. I think that's impressive. Also, were you at all surprised 
Uh, we'll get to Max here, and then I'll ask your question. Uh, Max says, Ojabo strip sack first drive week one. I hope you're right. My goodness, would that be awesome if he all of a sudden can turn it back on? I saw some people saying he was loafing intentionally. That I ain't buying yeah, it. Yeah, right. I ain't buying it. Nobody's you think John good. Harbaugh would handle you intentionally loafing? No. Oh, was that DK that said that? No, oh, dang it. It's all DK's fault. Uh, but I got to ask you a question. Were you yeah. ha- or were you surprised to see Malik Harrison on the final 53, or do you think the versatility was just enough to get him on there? Yeah, you know what? At first I was surprised, but then I sat down and kind of thought about it, and I said, uh, and we were kind of chatting about this, but I said, all right, so um, if he's going to be on the 53, it's it's really because if either of our, we have the top end of our middle linebacker group is great uh, with PQ and with Roquan. But if one of those two goes down, means you want Trent Sim or is that his name? Trenton? I was getting him confused yeah. with John Simpson. Yeah. Trenton Simpson. You means you want him at you know next to one of those guys. I think Malik is anybody that you could put in to replace him. He's still head and shoulders above any of any of those in a in a you know a pinch hit type scenario. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I think ultimately that's where his value lies. And he is versatile. Like you said, he does some stuff on edge. He does some stuff on edge. And we have plenty of question marks there, Glenn. Right. Yeah. Where does the productivity kind of come from? So I didn't see him do it a ton in the in the um, in the preseason. Like, I feel like last year they were more intentional about it, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't see him do it a ton this year. I saw him stay more at the in, inside linebacker position, but I do think he played well. He was physical. He was thumping yeah. out there. Um, and uh, so. I'm happy for him, but I think it ultimately seems like a lot at middle linebacker, five guys, five, right? Yeah. Typically four. And I just, yeah, I mean, it's like, when would Malik ever be put on the field? Cause Roquan's never leaving the field. Right. And when would queen ever leave the field? Well, and he unless is a you're special teams dime. guy. He is, he is. He and is, he does yeah. our in special teams. Also, he's tall. Yeah. So maybe, you know, the field goal unit as well. Yeah. I'm sure he's on that, but yeah, I'm just, I was just surprised to see his name Yeah, and maybe, you know, you take him off and you, and you keep like Worley or, or I don't, I don't know. It's just maybe, maybe even kick, you know, keep Caillou. But I was kind of surprised about Malik Harrison, but I guess if their philosophy is he's one of the best 53 that have been practicing with us, then Hey, you know, you, you got to keep him. How about Arthur Mollett? Yeah. Gets the nod over Caillou, but, but over a few others, my question to you, Jimbo is if they're going to do the cut, and re-sign game with a guy like Kevon Seymour. Why mm-hmm. why not do it with Mallette? Unless, like, I'm just confused why they go Mallette Maybe they here. just have more trust with Kevon. Like, they have a better relationship, and they felt like, hey, we can come to you knowing. Shake, shake, nod, nod type Yeah, deal. you okay. know what I mean? Like, we're boys type thing, right? Yeah, okay. That's and they don't that's, have that, that relationship? Yeah, because Mallette's a newer player here. He's that's a stealer. Yeah, exactly, right. He'll go back to the Steelers and give him insider information. Can't trust him. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only thought. I, I don't know if that those types of conversations actually happen, but that's my only thought. Gotcha. And, and so just kind of wrapping up this defense here, you feel good about those groups? I mean, you look at you look at the, the, those names there. Is there anything that's really – I mean, obviously Humphrey's going to go right to yeah. – I mean, I don't think he'll go to IR, but we're not going to have him week one unless some miracle happens. But do you feel good going into week one with the rest of the guys on this list? Yeah. Um, I think I'm still – who was it that was cut today? Uh, there was a position? corner. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch oh, of them. Oh, they, they, they failed to trade him. Gosh dang it. We have – let's see. 
Oh, Roby. Roby, that's who it was. Oh, um, from the Saints. Yeah, from the Saints. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I watch the other teams from a distance. Obviously, I watch the NFL, but I feel like we just need people that have played and proven themselves as a player in the NFL. But it sounds like he might want a little more than than what we're willing to, to offer a guy like Darby or even Rocky Sin. So I still am nervous about the cornerback room. Yeah. Um, ultimately, but. Cause I mean, Pepe is going to go right out. You're not yeah. going to have Humphrey. So right now you're down to Yassin, Darby, JD Stevens and Washington and Mallette. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for our Darius Washington, but Glenn, Oh yeah. Ev- everyone's going to beat me up, but just remember that I said that Brandon Stevens is going to make some plays for us. Well, he's going to have to. Yeah. But Ardarius, bro. Yeah, man. Shout out to the little guy, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I mean, talk about a guy who took advantage of a situation. Every snap he got, he made the most of it. Look, we're going to have to start calling Ardarius Washington Daniel Kunimoto. Daniel, I'm going to tell you why. Because Glenn and I were talking about this earlier. And Glenn and I have figured out, DK, what you're doing. DK's slick. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Every opportunity DK gets to add more value to the show, to the partnership here, he absolutely does it. Yep. Every single time. We were talking about prepping a live show, and Glenn was like, yeah, well, we better chat with DK about it. And I was like, yeah, I think he's got our equipment. He's got and it he all. Was like, is, you're like, ah, you see how DK snuck in there? Like, yeah, That's I'll right. take this home. No problem, boys. And uh, now he's he's entrenched himself even more and become even more valuable, right? So yep. that's, that's exactly how our Darius is. Mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. capitalized just like you said glenn on an opportunity where he's like look if guys have gone down i'm gonna show out and i mean dude his ball skills are yeah yeah there you go <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> but dude his ball skills are Amazing. incredible man they're excellent yeah i mean he's the type of guy that even if they he gives up the catch initially you better hold on to it because he's gonna sneak a hand in there and try and, and try and get it out late Yep. Yeah, I mean, credit to that guy. I just hope he can stay healthy because if you're playing in the slot, you know, you're going to have opportunities where running backs are coming at you, tight ends, pulling tackle or pulling guards, maybe pulling tackle. And uh, he's going to have to hold his own out there and not being the biggest guy. Certainly has the toughness for it. But, um, but yeah, shout out to Ardarius. That, that's that's just awesome, man. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's just so cool. Yeah, okay, this has nothing to do with anything with the Ravens. Quick side note. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, he's not actually injured, right? Right. What is the dude? So he's going to miss. So, but he'll still get paid, right? Even though he's, so he's not missing game checks. I don't, I don't think so. I don't really know the rules. So DK is saying he's still getting paid. Um, uh, well. Man, why would they? I don't get this whole thing because why would they put him on the list why wouldn't they just say, "Why don't we'll we'll take you off the list and we'll make you voluntarily sit?" Because then he wouldn't get paid, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's their problem, though. I ain't worried about them. Well, we, we got played our own in problems. Week three. Well, we got we got so our we own problems with our own running back. Um, well, he's back in the fold, baby. He is back in the fold. He's Absolutely. done JKing around. That's right. That's right. Oh, and, uh, there we go. Dad joke of the day. That's right. All right, DK, if you want to put up the offense, let's get into the other side uh, of the uh, 53. Yeah. Where we got some more celebrating to do because I think we, I don't think we got any of these wrong. Like uh, maybe I did because I had Josh Johnson. 
But I think we nailed the the offensive side, right? Uh, I know I let go Ben Cleveland like eight times, but I yeah, think the yeah, final yeah. straw is I brought him back. I think the right. last thing I did. Yeah, I think you both, you ended with nine, and we have nine at yeah. uh, the O-line, and those, of course, are the nine. Um, yeah, I think we nailed this one. I mean, I did. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah. You can have it. You can have it. But, look, shout out to Pat Ricard. Still... On this team, when a lot of people said, hey, no need for this guy, the run game is gone. First and foremost, people got to remember, Todd Munkin believes that you need a run game. He does not believe you can control a right. football game offensively without a competent run game. So there's nobody else on this team that can block as a fullback or a tight end. So it only makes sense to keep Pat Ricard around. You certainly don't want to put Andrews at the end of a line, likely at the end of a line, or Kohler. To, to inline block heck no you don't you don't you don't want to expose those guys but a 310 pound pat ricard can certainly do that uh so shout to pat ricard any surprises here on the offensive side of the ball jimbo no i mean the only one that i think people were excited about of course especially after that uh week two preseason game it was um Volkolek who had the two touchdowns right wasn't that right. the yeah 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 Volkolek had the two touchdowns and, you know, I think Volkolek is just going to be a, a practice squad guy um, for now, and, and they'll continue to develop him, and, and we'll see what happens there. But uh, you think Volkolek gets signed? I mean, there's – I told yeah. you the guy that's going to sign him, the world's worst GM. Oh, yeah, Bill, Bel uh, Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. Billy. Billy boy. Oh, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll call him. Well, you know what he did? Hey, you want to come play for the Patriots? You wanna, how, how do you feel about the Patriots? Hey, do you want to come and have absolutely no fun playing football? Sure, come over to the Patriots. Um, you saw he cut every single quarterback except for Matt. Oh, I did not see that. That's embarrassing. Dude, he's going to sign Pete Carroll to be his backup. <laughs> What's he going to do then? No, I'm sure. I'm sure it's like a handshake. Maybe it'll be back for, you know, after they put guys on IR and they probably like, nobody wants these bumps. No one's claiming these guys. Let me uh, put them to waivers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a, it's a rough, rough team right now. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, they're they're fourth. Is Tyler Huntley better than Mac Jones? I don't think so. I think Mac Jones is better than he showed last year because he didn't have an offensive coach last year. He had a bunch of defensive coordinators running around trying to call offense. So yeah, stupid. well, I'm gonna call it right here. Tyler Huntley is better than Mac Jones. <laughs> I'm not sure Tyler Huntley's the best, second best quarterback on his own team. Well, you obviously John disagrees with you. Well, we'll see who's the primary and, backup and, week one. And even though John doesn't call offensive plays, he still might know football. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, he like... might know a little bit about football, despite he hasn't play, called a play in the league. <laughs> I think that's crazy people see that against him. But, uh, yeah, he's better. But let's celebrate Keaton Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Makes this final 53. I mean, this guy, you talk about joining a loaded group. I mean, he came here with Dobbins ahead of him, Gus Bus. Justice Hill and a team that uses a, a fullback. It's almost like he had he had very little shot. He had to absolutely pop off the screen. He did mm -hmm. just that. Mm -hmm. Everything they asked him to do, he did well. You know, it's like, oh, well, let's see if this guy can pass block. Well, he can do that. Let's see if he can catch out of the backfield. Hey, he can do that. Let's see if he can make make him our gunner in case we need to. He can do that. I mean, mm -hmm. this guy just did everything they asked. Did it well. So shout out to Keaton Mitchell. I'm excited to have him, man, because he's got true home run threat every time he touches the ball. He absolutely does. And in addition to that, I mean, the really cool thing about Keaton, I thought, was 
every year there's a, a guy coming in that everyone's super excited about. That's an undrafted guy that no one knew about or whatever, or a low draft pick. Certainly it seems to be undrafted guy that you, there's generally like a groundswell for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like a James Prochet, a late round pick that people had this like, and they just don't live up to it. Right. But there's all this, this excitement. Even what's his name? Who's the kid that ended up going to the Broncos? Uh, well, how about Rick Steiner? Back. Remember when Rick Steiner? Remember, yeah, uh, yeah, that was so short-lived. That was one of our highest-viewed uh, videos. Do you remember like, that? Yeah, like, what the? Everybody loved this Rick Steiner guy because he was the son of uh, Scott Steiner. Like, chill yeah. out, bro. He's, he's not a very good football player. Yeah, yeah Proche was the best backup quarterback. Gonna miss him. Yeah. I can't believe freaking... That's that's when I knew that uh, Giro was gone. That's yeah. it. You just let James Proche throw a football. So now James Rocher has successfully fumbled and thrown an interception in the NFL. Has he had a touchdown? I don't think so. Dang. Tyler Beatty, that's who it was. Oh, yeah, that was the sixth rounder. But, you know, fun. everyone was really excited, but with good reason. But my yeah. point is that, like, Keaton Mitchell lived up to the hype. He was yeah, he as advertised and more. Dude, every time they asked him to get the edge, he Dude. got the edge. I mean, yeah. he was just so fast, man. He, they couldn't stop him. And, you know, Melvin Gordon, t- He's tough He's an STI, for him. dude. He digs, man. He's got all-wheel drive. That's it, man. It's he can stupid. grip and get out of there. It's you crazy, know I mean? man. Like, the dude can just be at a stop and boom, forget about it. Yep, yep. So, yeah, shout out. I mean, that's pretty, pretty cool. And I wonder, I guess at some point, if there's a rash of injuries, Melvin Gordon will ultimately find his way onto some somebody's roster. Uh, but hopefully health makes it so it won't be here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The health and production, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. How Any surprise at all that Cleveland made the roster and a guy like Mustafer, the backup center, yeah. who had been playing decently well, I think some were surprised that uh, he got the ax. How about you? Hmm. DK put in our private chat, zero touchdowns for James Brogy. <laughs> Dang, bro. So what's his total turnovers? One or two, or I don't I mean, know. And, and penalties. A... How many penalties is he? At? Oh, dang, dude. You know, think about that. That's brutal. He's got that Dylan Brooks stat line. Yeah, like nothing good, but just all fouls. And Five fouls, two points, 23 four minutes. turnovers. 23 minutes, exactly. And, and, two, and three rebounds. Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know, some are saying Laquan Treadwell will also be back to the practice squad. Yeah, um, which I'm not mad about that in the sense that, you know, you got to have some wideouts there, and and I would like to see Tariq Black join them. Yeah, uh, but I for me, if you're gonna add wide receivers, I'd take Tariq Black over Prochet. Yeah, I would take um, Laquan Treadwell over him, and I would yeah. I would probably put Sean Ryan over him because yeah, he had the bad drop in the final game, but he played well up to that point. Yeah, was that Ryan or was that Polk? Nah, that was Ryan. Oh, for some reason, I thought that was Makai Polk. I'm my bad, dude, for throwing him under the... Sorry, Makai Polk, if you're out there. My apologies. Don't block us on Twitter. Uh, really quickly, before we get to Tom Votto's... Think, I want to answer your question real quick. Um, I think the reason that, that Cleveland stayed on the roster and not must Mustaford, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is because uh, they feel good about McCary as the backup center. Yeah. It's ultimately how they feel about it. So, luckily for Cleveland, McCary can do it all. But the and the interesting thing is though, like they keep Cleveland, but yet Falele is going to be the first replacement at tackle or mm-hmm. right tackle. And I think if everyone else is healthy, McCarry's the first left tackle that goes in. 
Yeah, so, but maybe Simpson isn't like a he's a player. What does John say? There's guys he's not that an start. Starter. Yeah, there's guys that start and then there's starters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe he's there. And I guess he is the first alternate at right guard if Zeitler were to go down. Yeah, that is that true. That's uh that's there too. Uh Tom Vado says, What do you guys think is the split for the running back room? Do you think Mitchell ever sees the field unless for injuries or blowout? To be honest, I think we're gonna see him most on special teams. I don't see him getting touches over any of the three guys in front of him. And people might think that's crazy, especially with a fit. And, you know, people are talking about Gus Edwards and, you know, does he fit in this offense, whatever. What about giving Mitchell more run on offense? Because if you run justice too much, Mm -hmm. you risk losing him as that all-time special teamer that he is. You know, like, do you think they give Mitchell a little bit more play because they don't want to risk Hill getting injured? I don't think so. Only because, I mean, how, how many... else do you play him? I mean, I guess you, you put him as your gunner, but is he the best gunner on the team? Right, right, right. No, I mean, I, I think with Justice, there's no concern with that, only because he's, um, you know, it's what, how many plays a game is he playing that role? Like, Yeah, what would you say the split is? He That's the first part of Tom's question. Like, Oh, I guess, yeah. The... Split up the pie. If it's 100% pie, what's it? how's it go? Because I think it's also based game to game. Cause... That's true. Because J.K., when he was last, when he finally spoke, he talked about, he's like, look, I'm not saying I want the ball more. He's saying if it's working that we're running the ball well, then let's keep doing it. And he's like, if it's passing, let's keep doing that. So I think it will be dependent. Mm -hmm. Like, if Gus is hot, I think Gus will will stay out there. Yeah, I think uh, season end, I think it'll be like a 60-40. I'm... I'm not even saying justice gets the ball. So I got to put justice in there somewhere, but I yeah, think how much of his pot of the pie does justice get max 15%. Wow. I don't think it's going to be that much. Cause I, I just am that much of a believer in Gus. I think he's just going to make it impossible for a coach to take him off the field because what's going to happen. What I can see happen with justice, right. Is say he makes a catch out of the backfield, nine yards, right? Great yep. play. Then the next drive, they hand it to him twice, one yard, one yard. Okay, then it's third down again, right? But then they throw Gus out there in the next drive, hand it to him on first down, four yards, hand it to him on first down, four yards. So then they're like, oh, now we're in a third and two. This is much more favorable. Maybe I'll keep 35 out there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it's possible, but I wouldn't be shocked at all to see one of these young guys that have a little more. A little more juice because I think Mm -hmm. Gus is the obvious short yardage, obvious goal line guy. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, oh man, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how how he uses these running backs. No muck you says, do you think there's a chance that Mitchell becomes the kick and punt returner this season? Not with Duvernay. Yeah. Not, uh, maybe, I just don't see Only it. Only if Duvernay he's lightening up on pro. offense. I mean, and even still, why would you take him out of that position, right? So and, if and there how are, does... this is how I could see it. If there are injuries to the top three, to the top okay. four, really. Yeah, okay. And the wide receiver room gets thin. Yep. And you need pro. I mean, oh my gosh, sorry, dude. If you need Duvernay out there, then yeah. you say, "All right, Mitchell, like let's throw you back there." That's you know fair. What I mean? Yep. I think that's the only way. I think if there's two injuries to one of the top guys, the guys ahead of him, Aguilar, OBJ, Flowers, Bateman. If there's two to any of those guys, fair. Duvernay, sorry, you're a wide receiver now, and yeah, we'll let whoever be the kick yeah. and punt returner. Because now you guys got to remember. There's that new rule, whereas if you call a fair catch anywhere inside the 25 on a kickoff you get the ball at the kick at the 25. So mm-hmm. it's even going to lessen the amount of kickoff kick returns even more than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not nearly as important to have that stud kick returner, but 
hey, you never know. If Duvernay pops one, that could be the deciding factor in, in a game. And in, yep. a, in a 17-week schedule, every game matters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, the one thing I would find entertaining more than anything is because of his ability to, in a small space, get high uh, velocity or high acceleration, high velocity, I guess, as well. It would be fun to see him at punt returner just mm-hmm. for sheer entertainment. Yeah. But Duve has hit some high speeds as well. No I doubt. just don't know if he can do it in the short spaces as Keith Mitchell, but ultimately he's the all pro. Like, well, I'm he's the guy you trust way more. Like, yeah. I'm not we don't know what Keith Mitchell's going to do in the fourth quarter of a close game yet. Right. We just don't know. Well, we know Duve will hold on to it. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. I was about to say my famous saying, but I didn't yeah, say Yeah, man. And we've been, been doing so good. Two minutes in the show, bro. Yeah, man. Hey, new record, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Uh, yeah, this, hey, I tell you what, though. I think this was probably the closest. This was the least amount of, of kind of weird cuts yeah. that I've seen in a while. Like, it was expected that Brent Urban would get this treatment. I think everyone kind of saw that coming. Um Maybe the biggest shocker was the draft picks, but there's really wasn't any like like stunners in this in this year's cutdown. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, this one was a bit non-eventful, right? Uh, yeah. Which is okay. Ultimately, um, I think that's okay, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we'll see how it see how it plays out as the the season goes on. Uh, because and and even as week one gets closer, be interested to see if Eric makes any other moves around. The the you know the free agency market that's out there. What do you uh, expect? What position group? I mean, I, I feel like it's the same two we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Think them. Who knows? Maybe they bring another edge guy um, that's looking for a new contract or looking for a different situation, or maybe they bring in a a, a corner that's out there. I think that that's the yeah. that's the move. Outside of that, I don't see anything. What about you? Yeah, total agreement. I uh, don't see any other positions where you're lacking anywhere. I mean, you look at their offensive line mix, you got a great mix of backups with Lele, who you feel pretty good about being a swing tackle at this at this point. McCary can play anywhere, and obviously they're investing in the long term with Sala. Uh, and then Ben Cleveland can come play either right, right side positions, and I think play it well enough, even though he finds himself in the hardball doghouse quite often. And Safety, I mean, I think safety, you're pretty daggone impressive. You know, talking about on defense and inside linebacker, the same. So, really, it's just outside and, and it's corner. And I, I'd be I'd be interested to see who they target if, you know, if they do an, end up getting somebody because it's got to be someone who has, like, scheme familiarity. Like, if you're going to ask a corner to come in here specifically, you got to kind of think, all right, this guy can help us week one. So, he's got to be – up to speed and at least have a general understanding of the terminology that they use here. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll definitely make a difference in, in, you know, who they bring in and, and what they decide to do as the season gets closer. Of course you expect less and less. Um, but do you think that there'll be any, this is, I'm asking you to reach here, Glenn, and, and look inside the crystal ball. Do you think there'll be any, uh, any moves, like a Marcus Peters acquisition, or I feel like there was another one before that. Who did we do? Who, what other move did we make? Oh, like a Roquan in season mm. move. You see any early, like, you know, previous to the trade deadline, any moves that, you know, the Ravens, uh, you know, could make, man, it's awfully early to say that. I mean, I, I think that could be determined if there's a, another rash of injuries at a position. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Jim, but I think it's just too early to call yeah, that. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's a good point. You'd like to think 
that by that point, you know, Marlon's back out there and, and, and you're rocking and rolling as long as other guys stay healthy. So I think that's going to be injury determined. But look, I do think, Jimbo, that this is a year where the Ravens are all in. I think they think that they have the roster that can compete with anybody. And if they are a player away at any position, I think Eric DaCosta will be aggressive. And I think he'll, yeah. he'll go out there and get his guy. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you there. And so, um, yeah, they're going to be aggressive if need be. I think that's a great point to bring up. Um, oh, let's see. Don, Don C says, I think we are going to be able to absolutely destroy teams this year. By week six, we will be beating the brakes off of good teams. Can't wait. Hey, I think that the roster is there. I think that the exciting part about this offense is that as long as people stay healthy, they should get better every week mm-hmm. as the offense continues to uh, improve in in their understanding of coach and the players, what's, you know, Lamar's synergy with him and Lamar continues to improve as a, as a play caller of not, you know, of a, of a, of a, what am I trying to say? Not a play caller, but a identifier of defenses and a play caller within the construct of uh Mumford or my gosh, Moncton's, you know, offense, right? Like how are how soon can they create uh Oh my gosh. Telepathy? Yes. Telepathy. I got that right. Between one another. I knew that was right. I said it just took me a second. Uh, between one another to right to like where him and Lamar see the same thing and they react the same way without having to speak. Right. Because yeah, yeah. when that happens, that's going to be exciting to see. So yeah, I mean, I'm with Don. Don, I, I, I get nervous because there aren't too many blowouts in the NFL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it seems that the Ravens always have us on, on baby aspirin. Uh, you know, to try and bring down the blood pressure, but ultimately, I hope that there are a few of these games where we get to sit back and I'm, I'm kind of going in and out of sleep by the you know the beginning of the fourth quarter because Lamar's sitting on the sideline is Oakley's just chilling. Yeah, I had a lot of fun during the 2019 season. I I had no problem watching the Ravens beat the brakes off people. I like a good nail biter here and there, but it seems like since 2019, every game has been a nail biter. And yep. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be happy to see some blowouts. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and you know what? Somebody just tagged us in a really nice tweet about James Prochet, and he seems like a great guy. So I feel compelled to say, James, best of luck to you, and uh, I hope it all works out for you, my friend. Yeah, heck of a guy with the kids, man. He always yeah. took a lot of time with the kids, would play catch with them, uh, certainly signed a ton of autographs, would give his gloves away. Uh, you know, which any kid who gets a an NFL player's gloves, I mean, my goodness. Uh, so yeah, Pre- appreciate everyone who spent time at Ravens training camp, all these guys, and I hope all of them ultimately find jobs elsewhere. That's not the reality, but, yeah. uh, Hey, these guys got to play a kid's game for a lot longer than everyone else I know. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it might be the end of it for them, but they still went a hell of a lot further than anyone else. Um, you know, that most people can say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm not going to well, expound on that anymore. I think that's it for us tonight, Jim. All right. That I mean, sounds, we've, yeah, we've I mean, I don't know how much more. Right, exactly. The, the only thing I'll say is that uh, I, I mentioned at the top, BetUS. Oh, yeah. Check them out. 125%. Uh, Take the over on Mark Andrews everything. Yeah, a- absolutely. And look, the Lamar Jackson MVP odds I think are yep. fun. The undefeated odds I think are fun. Uh, go check it out guys. It's an easy way for you to support the show. Use the link in the description, uh, and, and go make some money for yourself. If you're, 
struggling with gambling, Gam- well, gamble responsibly and call the hotline. I don't know the number, unfortunately. I think it's 1-800-GAMBLER. There you go. Perfect. Come on, um, Numbra. Numbra's Come here. On, man. I got to shape up, right man. On time. I got to shape up, bro. <laughs> Look, man, I got, this, I got the shape up, man. Come on. It's not wider. I've just revealed more of it. The I got bangs it are shorter. Up. Yeah, that's true. My hair's a mess, you know. The headset will do that to you. But look, there ain't no, there ain't no balding. All right, all right. <laughs> I lose my mind every time Glenn talks about his hair. It cracks me up, dude. I don't know. Can you sell? Can you tell him a little self conscious about? I if can. I were, if I were, dude, if I see any bit, I, dude, I would. Yeah, it'll probably freak me out a little bit. Right to the hair transplants. Uh, I ain't got the scratch for that. Sit but, me down uh, in the hair, doc, or in the chair. Let's do this. I've seen some results, and um, it's hit or miss. All I'll depends on that. the doctor, I guess. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess so. I'll just say a strong gust of wind looks like the biggest enemy to some of these guys. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, listen, like you said, that's it for us tonight. We, we will be back, of course, on Thursday to prep you guys. We're going into week one, Houston Texans matchup. We're going to do, we're going to try and do a few things before the season starts. Talk about the AFC North in general, but of course we will get you set up and ready to go for week one. We could potentially doing a live event. So make sure you stay tuned in notifications on everything. So that way you can stay up to date with what we're doing and how you guys can participate. So thankful for all you guys that came out tonight. We are up to 350 tonight. Oh, we it was are up to 415. It was 415. At- we are filling up the pews, ladies and gentlemen. Thank hey, you. you. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great night. See you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.